The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We've got surging NL West teams. We have fab results. We have some struggling, struggling big name rookies all coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you could please rate and review the podcast, that would greatly uh, be greatly be appreciated. If you uh, enjoy listening to us, could leave a bunch of stars, that would be a very good thing. Jeff, uh, happy Easter to you and the family. How's everything uh, down there in LA? As I am, I am not there at the moment. Yeah, you're uh, up north. Uh, I am nice, and you got to see the Warriors, so that was cool. I did. Um, we're good here. We're good here. Uh, we got to go see Hunter Green pitch last night, so that nice. was fun. Had a good Easter with the family today nice. and he, tried uh, to catch as much baseball in between. Green uh, Green set a record for the most 100-mile-hour pitches in one game, right? Yeah, it was like 39 uh, out of his 80, and it was like an easy 100. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just it that's is. that's the thing that's so remarkable about it. He follows up, uh, you know, 101 with 87-mile-an-hour change, <laughs> change, but it's yeah. tough. Uh it was really he he lived up to billing. He wore down a little bit in the sixth inning. Trey Turner got him. Cody Bellinger pulled a 101 mile an hour fastball to right field, uh, nailed it for one of his two hits. Uh, Bellinger is looking a little bit more on track, so that was cool to see. Uh, Votto robbed him of a hit later in the game, but uh, I was yeah, hoping it, I was hoping you could wake up Mookie Betts while you were there. Mookie Betts didn't even play yesterday. Yeah, uh, he was hard, out. So hard was to wake Will him Smith. up then. Uh, that's yeah. too bad. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's been a little quiet. The Dodgers had nine runs today, and Mookie and uh, and Trey had zero hits. So that's not exactly what you want when you uh, when you have them. But yeah, uh, we're but you can't uh, complain about Trey. Today was his first yeah. bad day. Yeah, Trey Trey's been really good. Mookie's been pretty quiet. But we're we're ten days in. We're talking a lot about that. We're talking a lot about uh, some slow starters, some hot starters. You know how how little results we really do have in. I mean, we're talking about hot starters with starters that you know they have two starts and one bad start uh, causes a problem. So it's. Uh, it's a it's, it's it's a small sample, but you know we got uh, we got to talk about some stuff. We got some real stuff. We got a lot of fab, in, a lot of active fab uh, results in my league. There was a lot of bidding that was going yeah. on. So uh, let's talk about week three coming up a little bit. We've got uh, we got a big week. We have twelve teams with seven games. Um, you know the schedules I looked at that I really liked. Uh, you know the A's uh, the A's are home for four against Baltimore, three against Texas. Pretty good uh, matchups there. Um, the Cubs get seven this week, three against Tampa, then four against Pittsburgh. Always love to face those Pittsburgh starters. And then uh, we always talk about Colorado. Philly is in a three at Colorado, three against Milwaukee, a pretty good setup there. Those are the three that kind of jumped out to me as like, give me all the offense in those matchups. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, it's 
Give me the in, in the case of the A's. Give me the uh, some starting pitching. I, I yeah. found myself bidding on Cole Irvin in place as Paul Blackburn. Hey, it's the year 2022, and I'm still bidding on Paul Blackburn. He's added velocity, and I'm I'm buying in. I don't know. Is that is that is that a bad idea? Uh, I don't know. I was outbid on him. So we're at the point where I'm in 2022 where I'm getting outbid on Paul Blackburn. I got outbid on Irvin, Blackburn, and I think Dalton Jeffries too. Like, it's funny. We talked early in the year, you know, the A's are selling everybody off, but they always have some pitchers. They always have yeah. some guys that, you know, in that park. Um, it's a fun, it's a fun two-start week. We've got some, like, we got Lazardo with two this week. We have Tyler McGill. We have Alex Cobb. So some of these, like, up-and-coming, like, uh, kind of helium guys that were in drafts uh, late in season or, you know, that have started well. Are pitching twice a week. We're going to really tell this week if uh, you know how if those guys are you know really ramping up this year. Or maybe those first two starts were a little bit of fool's gold. But there's some there's some big two start pitchers this week. We didn't really have that last week with a lot of four and five starts going. But this is a this is a big week for starters. Yeah, uh, and I think it's kind of a mistake to assume all as well in terms of the depth of games. I think we're still going to see some four and fives this week. I do too. But, yeah. Uh, so buyer beware a little bit. At the same time, I'm just trying to find some skills too, and hopefully that these guys translate into you know guys that we're going to hold on to for more than just this the, a week or two you know it's that they're they're people we want to roster yeah it's funny i was looking at kind of where we are in standings and stuff and obviously we're you know nine ten games in but the al central has three teams that have scored under 30 runs which seems pretty wild like if you're looking for some matchups there's there's some spots in the al central you can attack the rangers jeff two and seven coming off all their uh, all their spending spree has not started well there in texas no and they haven't uh, they're not the worst team in baseball because my Reds, I was, uh, our I was, Reds. Uh, I, was, I was not going there, Jeff. I know the Reds ever are 2-8. and eight. It's been rough. Ever since Phil Castellini opened his yapper and said, where else are the fans going to go? Well, this is what happens. You, you just invite yeah. all the bad you, karma. All the ne- I'm never, not rooting against You players, never win but, another game is what you're saying? Yeah, and the thing is, I like the players. I want to root for the players. Yeah. I want to root, for, you know, at the same time, I want I want the owner and the, the scion of the owner to right. – uh, feel a little bit of pain after that. It's just a stupid, it's just such, such an unforced error. Yeah. Just it's funny say, you say no that. comment. We, we had that same conversation this weekend about the A's. Like I just, I like the players. I want to root for them. And you know, they played well in Tampa this week and then got uh, lost two out of three to Toronto, but it's so hard for me because I don't want good things from the owner. I don't want the good things of the president. So it's hard to kind of figure that out. I still root for them and all that, but I just, it's, it's, it's a little bit painful. It's hard to like, like I wouldn't, you would, you'd hate to see that owner like win a championship or something like that. It's, 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 it's a weird little world that we're both in right now. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I'll speaking, be forgiven if we do win it all though, but oh, yeah. of course that's, that's see the way also it, Bengals. I mean, that's the way that's an example oh, yeah. of that. Yeah. You're in a good spot there. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. We, we we talked last year a lot about the Giants and Dodgers, and we're we're picking right back up. They're both seven and two, the two best uh, records in baseball. So uh, the more things change, I guess uh, I, I guess they stay the same. Yeah, and the Padres had a pretty good weekend against the Braves too. So yeah. uh, you know, and the Braves they're still you're going to get Acuna back, uh, but to me it's the pitching. Uh, that's the thing that kind of jumps out at me is like, oh, they're not all the way back here yet, uh, and you know. I, you know, Charlie Morton got cuffed around. Uh, that he didn't did. look so good. Uh, you know, every, you know that's a pretty good Padres lineup, so I understand. But at the same time, not not a great start for the Braves. It's still way early. It, you know, they were way behind. Remember, they they needed to come back last year. Yeah, and they did. But they only won eighty five or something games, right? Yeah, and it took a pretty big rally the last two months of the season yeah. to do that there. Get get hot at the right time, I suppose. It's always always a good thing. Um, yeah, we won't address your Reds, who are two and eight and obviously struggling out the gate. But uh, it's just interesting that, that we talked so much about Giants and Dodgers last year, and here we are. You know, same kind of spot. The Mets look really good at seven and three. Um, 
it's uh, and they're they're, they're plus twenty six under front. So the Mets actually have had have had a really good start to the season. Yeah, they did really good homestand. You like that if you're the Mets fan. Mets fans, you like seeing that. They, I mean, yeah. they I think homestand. They've had three games at home, but they're two and one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that worked out. It was a good weekend against the Diamondbacks. Did lose on Saturday, but still, the they they are crushing. And you know, meanwhile, their their opposition struggling. The Phillies are really struggling. Yep. Aaron Nola has been hit hard a couple uh, hit hard once and kind of wore down in his first start. And then we, Zach Wheeler got crushed today. Yeah. And he, he, he was down like two and a half miles an hour per hour on his fastball. And there was a Philly beat writer. I wish I could think of his name. That actually like said, like there couldn't be more red flags after watching his start. Like it was a really bad, a bad sounding tweet that, you know, did, he did not look, we did not look good. And he, you know, he started slow. So maybe he's ramping up, but you know, in the back of your head, you just wonder about those shoulder issues he had in, you know, December and January and wondering if, uh, if he's fully healthy. Yeah. And the way it, it, the, that story evolved was interesting because it started as, you know, when, when the news came out, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, well, he's way behind, you know, yeah. and, and then, oh, he's not really that far behind and we're right. going to ramp him up. He'll make up some time. I mean, that, yeah, maybe they should have taken a little bit more time. They should have gone the Luis Castillo approach, except they have aspirations to win. And it's just such, we've talked about this before. It's a weirdly constructed roster. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're not making all the pieces fit right now. Yeah, the Alec the Alec Bohm thing is strange because he yeah. obviously had that really rough outing at third base where he made the two errors and could have been a third, and then he had the expletive about how much he likes playing in Philly. Yes, and then did to the fans' credit, like he he owned it after the game. He's like, you know, I shouldn't have said it. I said it. I was pissed off at the time. I was frustrated. Fans gave him a standing ovation the next day, but he's just not playing. He's hitting seven hundred right now, Jeff, and he's yeah. not. They can't put him out there because they don't have a position for him. They have Schwarber. They have Castellanos. They don't have a position. They can't DH him. And I don't think they can afford to put him at third base. Uh, when Gene Segura comes back this week, I don't know what they do with Bohm. Like he's mashing, you know, 10 at bats, mashing. But Segura played today. Oh, and Bohm didn't again, right? Yep, correct. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I was, Bryson Stott is struggling at the at the plate, but playing a bunch. They, they're playing Camargo. They're just, they're finding ways to not play Bohm at third, which I get. But right. at some point, I mean, you got to, I don't know, do you send him down? Do you trade him? Do you just put him at third and deal with the defense? I, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do here. I don't know either, but it was, a, uh, it was a third overall pick. I mean, this is a, this is a high pedigree right. guy who's, you know, looked really good at the plate so far. Yeah. And you know, just, yeah, now you have him right in the, the Vegas main. I do. You? I, I held him for a week, uh, despite the fact that every player on my team has a little red suitcase next to him. I'd held him anyway. Uh, they're playing it. They're at cores this week. I think I'm gonna hold him one more week. If he plays once or twice this week, I'm going to have to dump him. but just hitting so well, I decided to hold more week, mostly because there just there was not a lot of offense out there on the free agent wire this week. There was not a lot I really was excited about, so I just figured I would. Uh, I'm trying to be patient, hold him for one more week. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Bryson Stott didn't play today either. Yeah, it was uh, Johan Camargo getting yep. the start at third. Yeah, days. I mean they're forcing what, Camargo just what you into, like, yeah. just what you want to see, right? Right. I get it if it's for Stott, right? Like, I get it. He's a prospect. He mashed in spring training, but like. You're taking Bohm out for Johan Camargo. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I, I get the defense is bad, but like, either you got to either play him or figure out a, a way to figure out the situation because it's there's there's no solution at the moment. It doesn't seem like. Yeah, it's it's all, uh, who could have seen this coming? It's so right? crazy. Yeah, we didn't. We had no idea their defense was going to be bad. Um, yeah. 
But let's get into Fab. Let's get into some. We had a lot of injuries this weekend. Uh, most of them on my uh, main event teams, which has <laughs> not been the best. Uh, a lot of pitchers I, going down all yeah, over I was, the place. I was at the Warriors game, and I just like so I wasn't paying attention to baseball. I was at their Saturday night, and like on my phone, I saw a message. Two of my guys won the DL. One of and Trevor Rogers gave up, you know, a hundred runs in a, an inning in a third or whatever it was. And I was like, all right, I'm just gonna turn my phone off and watch basketball instead. So it was a it was a good night to shut down the shut down the baseball. But um, let's jump into Fab. I think the biggest name on pitching on the pitching side. It seemed like it was mostly pitching this week uh, the two biggest names actually were Mackenzie Gore who got dropped in some leagues uh, prior so he's available in some 15ers a lot of 12s is available and Kyle Wright um, two guys that uh, you know were pretty big prospects um, let's start with Gore he's the third overall pick in 2017 with Blake Snell and Mike Clevenger's injuries um, you know Gore is kind of um, you know is starting he's going to make at least one more start I think it's pretty safe to say that you know Snell and Clevenger are far from like once they come back they're healthy the rest of the way I don't know what we're going to get from Clevenger um, even Bob Melvin was like yeah we well, kind of slow this down and, and, and get him going but um, were you in on Gore was he available in your mains how aggressive were you where did you kind of come on uh, what we see here to you know a, a big predicate prospect you know he was wasn't available in my mains, uh, and I don't think he was available in yogurt either. Uh, no, he was available in yogurt. I take Dude, that back. I that's, lied that's, once that's, again. That's funny every time, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Thank I you. love it. It's so good. Uh, go, yeah. It's just everybody, you know, people might, know TGFBI. Mm. Of all your bits, it might be my favorite one. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> he went for one fifty-seven uh, with a runner-up bid of fifty-three, so he went for a decent amount. He was also available in uh, mixed labor, which I put a bid in on him for there. Uh, and the thing, you know, the thing is, it's it, I think I held on to him in one of my twelves actually this whole time. So, oh, nice. All right. Yay. Yeah, I, it, my twelves aren't doing so well, but at least I, I I beat the system there, so I got that going for me. He was available in one of my mains. He was dropped. He went for one seventy nine. I kind of went back and forth. I could use a pitcher there, but I wasn't super desperate. I went one thirteen. I was the backup bid. Um, my bid was a. I'd love to get him for this price, but I don't think I will. So I uh, I was good with it, but uh, I wasn't going to one eighty. So not not too much sleep. I can leave over that one, but. Uh, not the biggest bid in my uh, in my uh, online Vegas uh, league, Jeff. Uh, Matt Manning went for four seventy five. <laughs> do you want to do you want to guess the runner up? <laughs> you know, did he got hurt? Right, people know it this. had it had to be uh, had to be a forty seven that put a five on the end. It had to be it had to be a misclick. But, but why? Is, why forty seven? He got hurt. Yeah, if it was like or a fifth one- starter. If it was 471, and at least there's a one in there, I could justify it. But 475, like there's no low numbers in there. So it's, um, yeah, no no backup in on that one, unfortunately. That was a, that was a rough one. Oh, that's, yeah. that, that's Danny Manning. Uh, no, Matt. <laughs> Danny Something. Manning. Danny Manning would be a good one. I like that one. Yeah, uh, yeah no rough there. But uh, yeah, how do you feel about Gore? I mean, obviously, uh, he's a big prospect and kind of struggled a little bit uh, last year. And we kind of expect a lot. But now he's up. Um, pitched pretty well in his first start. How do you feel about him kind of going forward if he if he manages to stick in the rotation? Is he up for good though? I don't know. It depends on they still have Clevenger and Snell coming back. Yeah, he's up for this week. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if he if he were to stick and something like Clevenger has a setback, do you is this a guy that you like, you know, think is a you know third best starter team kind of thing? Like where do you think he falls in? I mean, he could be and on a good team in a yeah. great ballpark. I it's get a great it. situation. Yeah. I just checked in labor, I my Keep him honest bid was nowhere close to being honest. He went for 29 out of 100 uh, with no $0 bids and no trading right. of fab, uh, which so Tim McLeod yeah. is big on the prospects. So I'm that's, not surprised he won it. That's but. 29%. So that's more than, you know, even the price I was talking about in, yeah. in, in NFBC. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
I, I like him. I like what he did. I mean, enough that I took him in my last 12 teamer on, on the basis of news of that, but I, you know, I, I otherwise, no, I mean, I, I just think that's a little high. Uh, yeah. But then again, this is what we say every year in April. Oh, I think this is, this is a little high. Oh, this is a little high. And we, we uh, talk about all the guys that uh, I get outbid on, which is a, a normal, um, you know, a- April thing, which uh, I'm kind of used to. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of okay with, I am a, I'm not one that's going to, you know, bid on the huge starter, but what do you do with that with Kyle Wright? Kyle Wright was someone that uh, was a fifth overall pick in 2017, pretty hyped coming into, I think it was 2020 or 2019, one of the two, but like, yeah, and, and, and struggled was not, was not good in the majors. I uh, gave up a lot of runs, but it's looked really good in his two starts so far. Um, yeah. He's, he's a uh, 35% K rate. Obviously, you know, we're not going to get that for the season, but looks really good. 1.6 ERA through his 11 innings, uh, really low walk rate. Um, in 2021 in AAA, he was pretty good. 3.02 ERA, 1.18 whip in 137 innings. Um, I watched his first start and part of a second start. It seems like the, the curveball or kind of slurvy thing he throws is really sharp and really good right now. Um, I'm excited about Kyle Wright. I think we may have, uh, he may have kind of taken that step up. It might be here to stay. Yeah. He just wasn't available this week. Uh, last week he was available in one of my two mains. He went for 117 and the other main. He went in week zero that Sunday before the season uh, started. He went for four unopposed. You're gonna Brilliant. tell me it's, you're gonna tell me it's someone that's smart that picked him up, right? No, I was well, yes, it was by definition they were smart, but yeah. uh it wasn't someone known. Oh, I, thought you're, I thought you're gonna drop a Casey Char or John Posma on me or something. Posma like did the Josh Lowe unopposed in week zero. Yeah. So hasn't got, hasn't gotten a hit since then, so that's a problem. Yeah. Uh still it was it was he didn't pay much for him. Yeah, he paid smart considering what he, yeah, what he went to the week after, but he sent he's yeah, order of magnitude cheaper. Yeah, I drafted Kyle Wright in my second main. I didn't start him this week. Uh I I, I regretted that, but uh, you know, I'm easing him in a little bit. I used him the first week against uh against your Reds. Sorry for the uh sorry for the disrespect there, but pitch well no, in that hey, game. Do it. I hey yeah. license to stream, dude. Yeah, do license it. stream against some. the license stream against the A's also. So we're, we're even there. But speaking of the A's, uh, you mentioned Paul Blackburn, uh Cole Irvin pitches twice this week at home. Um Dalton Jeffries has pitched well. Were you in on any days? I know you said you 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 ended up with Blackburn. How much did you end up uh, paying? No, I I didn't. I, I oh, was did not. Bidding okay. him. Oh, um, him. Okay. I, he was in my waterfall, as uh, James Anderson uses that term. So I'm I'm stealing that now. I like it. I'm, I'm I think I might have got him in tout though. Let me uh, double check there. And ale only tout wars. I think I might have gotten Blackburn. But while you're uh, looking that up, just to show you the, the the craziness we have in in different leagues, he went for three dollars in one of my main. He went for eighty six in the other. So uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good luck. Good luck trying to figure out bids week to week, uh, especially in April. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um. No, I did not get Blackburn. I got a bid on him. Um, I got Ryan Stanick instead, but uh, possible yeah. possible week of saves for the uh, the Astros. And yeah, Nerys was already taking it. Keep in mind it's a nail only, but uh, so uh, probably not even. But uh, okay, so enough enough sidebarring uh, here. Do you, uh, how do you feel about these three A's pitchers that have kind of uh, you know started out? I, well? So there's news on Blackburn. He added velocity. Yep, that's a good thing. Cole Urban, I think he changed his pitch mix a little bit. Uh, maybe added velocity too, correct? Um, I think his velocity is about the same when I looked. Okay, so that was a lie. Uh, but he does get two starts this week, and one of them yes. is against Baltimore, the other is against Texas. Those are both, good starts. Both, both at home. Yeah. Uh, where, where the RAs are just going to pack them in. There's going to God, just... it's going to be. It's there after opening night, there are going to be some brutal crowds this week. I don't, I, I even think on opening night, it's going to be pretty bad, relatively speaking, because why yeah. would you? I mean, if you know, there's one fa- one fan base that's been crapped on more than yeah. the Reds, and that's the A's. 
maybe the Pirates. You can, and you know, Pirates have entered the chat too. But but I feel uh, like the A's have kind of been taunted by their front. Uh, by their yeah, ownership. yeah, it's, so it's, it's the I worst. Think it, I think there's a little more of a vitriol there than there is in uh, some of the other places. Um, I did lie. Irvin's up a little bit. He's he's up 0.7 miles per hour. So he's up. So he's you up lie a little too. Bit. I did. Right, I, like I lie that. all the time. But yeah, he's up a little bit. Um, yeah, he's throwing more sliders. Uh, he he looks good. And he's he actually added a cutter. I think is the is the big difference there. Um, he's mm-hmm. throwing that about 11 percent of the time. So he looks like a different guy. Um, you're never going to get strikeouts out of him, but I think it's a it's a stream play, it's a home park play when they're not facing you know someone really good on offense. I think you can play him at home. Uh, I bid on him too, but it was uh, the price was a little rich for uh, rich for me too. He uh, I got outbid on him also. Yeah, uh, Jeffries I was not bidding on because the K's are so low. Yeah, and you know historically he's been very fragile too. So you know if I, if I'm he's a stream and if I'm not getting strikeouts from the stream, why am I doing this? No, I, I I agree there. I think that uh, you have to have the two starts if you're going to do it, like you did with Urban this week. You're not getting strikeouts, yeah. but you do get the two starts, maybe get some wins there. But um, a little sexier uh, in Pittsburgh, uh, Ronzi Contreras had a had a good outing this week. Seems like they're trying to stretch him out. Um, you yeah. actually mentioned him in our preseason one of our preseason podcasts about like guys after 300 that you really were um, taking a look at that you liked, and that's looking pretty good. His three innings looked really good. Five strikeouts, no one runs. Struggled a little bit in his first outing, but looked really good in the second one. This is a guy that was a monster in um in in, in 2021 in double a 54 innings uh 35% k rate 15% uh, swing strike rate like those are some big strikeout numbers they can get this guy to five innings like this is someone that uh, if you pick up now um could really uh you know yield some benefits later you probably not get wins in pittsburgh um but uh contreras uh, looks like a really super live arm yeah yeah primary haul in the tie-on trade or at least yep. i don't know about the primary but at least the first to get there and do something about it so uh you, you like seeing that. Um, they sent him down the day of the first uh, live main that we did. Uh, yeah, that's right. On the 26th. During the draft, like during the end game portion yeah. too. And I heard about it and stayed away from him because of that. And now I don't get no coke man uh, because he, you know, someone else has him. Or he got picked up in some leagues. He was, he was still in my second main. He was a pickup this week and I did not get on in that. But uh, again, you know, it's okay. I mean, I don't, you know, I actually got picked up in both mains this week. One of those was to replace John Means for his poor owner. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see Anthony Gialdi asking the chat, can we get some love from Oakland slugger Tony Kemp yet? Um, when Tony Kemp was brought up in the preseason, I mentioned that he has a, a career uh, eight, eight barrels. Um, his career is still at eight barrels. So I'm going to go ahead with no, no love for Tony Kemp. Um, but yeah, your 3.7% hard hit rate is really impressing me so far this year. Does Sick burn, dude. Sick <laughs> burn, bro. Why, why do you have to question? hate on Tony Kemp like that? What I has like, he ever I, done to you? I think Tony Kemp is a great dude. I just don't love him as a fantasy player. No, I I hear you. Yeah. Um, Justin Steele in uh, Chicago, someone that was added also. Uh, yep. He's pitched pretty well his first couple starts, two and runs across nine and a third. Um, his velocity is actually down a little bit, but he was okay last year. He was a 4.26 ERA guy in, in 57 innings. Uh, any Justin Steele love off the uh, off the two pretty good starts to open the year? Yeah, I got him in labor. I've, I've been on him elsewhere. Uh, so I got tipped off by Sarah Sanchez on the Thursday prod, podcast. Right. She uh, runs, uh, you know, Cup of Cubby Blue and Bleed Cubby Blue uh, podcast. And it was just all things Cubs. Uh, she goes, and, and she even thought that he wouldn't do that badly in course. He didn't do that badly yeah. in course. He, Todd Zola weighed in uh, and said that, you know, he, that Steele ditched the, uh, I think, ditched the curve for the slider. Uh, and generally added some velocity and is, is more more interesting pitcher now. 
Todd was bidding on him everywhere. I, I, I did bid on him in some places. Wasn't my primary option, but uh, yeah, I did get him in at least one league. And two starts this week. The first one's against Tampa, a little scary, but the second one's home against Pittsburgh, and that's 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 one you definitely want on your roster right there. Yeah, Tampa finally woke up today, but uh, yeah. you know that. And but and where is that game? Is that in Chicago? Uh, it's in, in Chicago. It's in Chicago. They're both home starts. So they they're staying in Tampa, staying in Chicago, doing the White Sox. Oh, that's right. Cubs yeah. combo there. Yep. It would look really cold in Chicago today. Like, yeah, really I saw it was cold. like 29 degrees in Cleveland. So, yeah, I imagine that uh, that transferred over to Chicago, too. The, the Giants were playing Chicago, so my family here is all Giants fans, so they're watching that game. It's 29 degrees. It looked really cold out there. Yeah, looked miserable. Yeah, that's that's cold for baseball. Um, last guy, uh, since we're talking about the A's, uh, Chad Pinder is someone that uh, is, is looked good. He's, uh, you know, 2021, he only played 75 games, only hit six home runs. But if you look a little deeper, uh, the hard contact stuff was great. He had 16% barrel rate, squares up a lot of balls, um, has started out pretty well in terms with two home runs and a stolen base. Uh, I think the key here is in a deeper league, you know, Pinder's playing every day. He's hitting, he, he let off a couple times, hit middle of the lineup. I know the A's offense is not good, but still a lot of at-bats. Um, should play a lot. Hard hit rates kind of transferred over this year, 52%, uh, 14% barrel rate. So uh, I think if you need if you need at-bats, I think the Pinder is someone that you can throw in there and maybe as your sixth outfielder uh, that, that really actually will, will help you out. Yeah, uh, it seems like he's kind of like one of those guys, uh, the hitting equivalent of David Bush, where the leading indicators yeah. outpace the actual production. That was a, Some, great, a great David Bush poll right there. I remember yeah. he was like every year was going to be the guy because of the metrics and just never was. Yeah. David Bush is a major league pitching coach now, by the way. Oh, oh. for who? Oh, God. Now I knew you were going to quiz me on that. I shouldn't oh, ask. I should, no, I got it. The, the way you said it, man, it, man, it felt like you knew what you were talking about. I, I heard it. I heard it like on a broadcast. And I was like, oh, David Bush is a pitching coach now. Um, he is the pitching coach for the Boston Red Sox. Oh, wow. Um, big job, too. Yes. And so – Good for him. Good for him. It's Absolutely. like when I heard Mark Pryor was a pitching coach, that was like a, oh, you're old moment. Now, mine, David Bush being one is even crazier. My, mine was Andrew Bailey being the Giants pitching coach. Yeah. I remember when he was like rookie of the year with the A's, yeah. and now he's a Giants pitching coach, and everybody the Giants touched turned to gold. So apparently Bailey knows what the heck he's doing. Uh, really nice guy, too. I actually met him and his wife once at Dave & Buster's, and they were super nice and friendly. So I'm uh, nice. I've always been a big Andrew Bailey fan just from like that – you know, four minutes of interaction. It's always a, it I'll tell you what, that, that's huge. It matters. It, it, yeah. It does matter a lot. Um, I know it's tough on these players when they're always asked to be yeah, on. Of course you get you. And the thing is that you, the, the, you get one chance with that player. So right. if, if he's not on that day, if he doesn't seem yeah. like he's into it, like I, I was talking uh, with someone the other day that got a chance to meet Landon Donovan at one of those like meet the fans sort oh, of yeah, things, yeah. and he clearly wanted to be somewhere else. Yeah. But, you know, when you, you get demands on your time like that, it, it's, it's hard. I get it. I, it's hard to be on every time. But yeah. then again, that's the life they've chosen, too. And, so. uh, I, and I've seen it. There's like, you know, there's people hanging out in the in the lobby, in the hotel. And if you had a bad night, like that's got to be tough to be on and friendly all the time. But um, when they are, it makes a big impact. It does. It yeah. really does. So very cool for him. I want to talk about a couple of relievers uh, real quick, uh, you know, kind of some reliever roulette here in the, in the fab market. But first note from our sponsor, Better Edge. Bet against others with no fees involved. That's right. No pesky hidden fees to ruin your day. Better Edge is a social betting marketplace where there's no fee on each transaction. Better Edge is a social betting marketplace, and chances are it's legal in your state. We bring betting, betting back to its social roots where you can like, comment, and challenge other users all within the app. Play without getting played at Better Edge. Go to betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com to sign up today. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So Jeff, I think we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have to leave a roulette kind of every every week this year in Fab. It seems like we have so much going on. We have injuries. We have guys losing jobs. Um, this week we had Hector Neris, as I, I think you said is the way I used to say Hector Neris. I think it's Neris. Um, you mentioned Ryan Stanek. You know they're gonna be a closer with Ryan Presley out. It sounds like he's not gonna miss a long amount of time. It sounds like if it was later in the year, he probably would pitch through the knee inflammation. But uh, they're gonna go ahead and kind of calm that down now. But obviously, you never know how long it's gonna last. We've got Hansel Robles in Boston. We have Emilio Pagan maybe in Minnesota. Looked like he was lined up for that save the other night that, uh, you know, the way they lined up, Duran pitched earlier and it was going to be Pagan. Uh, we got Jorge Lopez in Baltimore, who uh, I don't think anybody thinks is a great pitcher, but, you know, had the last save and may have the job there. Were any of these guys higher or lower than you on, on the pecking order this week? Did you need saves? How are you doing in the closer market? Because I'm, uh, I have Ryan Presley in one of my mains, and it's uh, it's not a good place to be when you know you kind of took one anchor and you kind of build around that. When the anchor goes away, it's uh, it gets it gets ugly pretty quick. Yeah, I can top that. Um, oh boy! And the other and the online main, not the live main. Uh, we knew saves were our weak spot. Uh, Scott Barlow is our top reliever. Oh. I didn't say closer. Yeah. Um, it was a fireman. Well said. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
we drafted Nerys. But wait, oh. there's more. We oh, cut yeah. him last week. Mm. I have so many regrets for cutting him. And you know, Presley looked good, and he the, even with Lossy down, he was like getting the saves, and clearly was the guy, and they were using him that way. And yeah, that's tough. We had another cut too. That's the thing that's yeah. really even worse about it. Uh, so did we got you got outbid on. I was gonna say, did you get him back? And the answer is no. No, <laughs> no, we bid about seventy five because it could be just for a week. It could. Um, but we got Stalmont, so now we have both Barlow oh, and Stalmont. Okay. But the problem is, I have to have both active for the, to really matter. I know. And Stalmont looked really good when that save he, he converted sure the other night. So it looked really good. So the but Barlow's looked good too. Yeah. Except for unless he except in in a, in games where he does not face Stephen Kwan, Scott Barlow <laughs> looks very good. Right. Uh Kwan is 0 for his last 11, by the way. Or at least he oh, was going uh, into the day. I think um, I think we knew that was coming at some point. Yeah. Well baseball not, base, baseball's hard, by the way. Yeah. But and not facing the Royals and Reds also tends to hurt, you know, you <laughs> a little tend bit. to backslide a little bit after that. Uh, um, I kind of like Pagan a little bit. I'd like the way that they they lined that up the other uh, the other game where you know Durant did come in earlier. I think the concern was like he Durant pitched that ninth inning and was like, oh here we go. And mm-hmm. Then he jumped back and pitched earlier and actually gave up a, a home run to Rafael Devers. It was actually kind of a really good pitch that was just one of those things that Rafael Devers is really really good and more than Durant you know made any mistakes. And then Durant came back and struck out Bogarts and Martinez. So I'd love to see that from a young pitcher that gives up that home run and you know punches out two veteran studs. But and um, that was the second inning of work, right? Yeah, it was. The first and inning was good, and then the second inning he got I the run. Saw, and forgive me for lack of attribution again, but I saw a note suggesting that this is twice now where in the second inning there's some degradation of stuff. Okay. Uh, and so that as much as you want to make him a two-inning guy, make that a thing. Right. Maybe he's not that. And yeah. that actually bodes well for him being a closer at some point too, by the way. It does. If he can come in for one inning and just gas everybody, that's, that's a good yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that situation, it could be Tyler Duffy next. It could be Duran in the ninth next. Who knows? But – um, what do you, what about in Boston? We got Robles getting a save this week. There was Jake Diekman had that Sunday night save. Uh, you know, who knows where Matt Barnes is at this point with his health. Um, they're obviously a good team that can win a bunch of games and you'd love to get those saves. It seems like they don't really have a, a guy they're locking into. I, I think it'd be Robles if I had to pick someone right now though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have a strong take. Yeah, I don't. I think it's Robles kind of, but I think it's Barnes eventually. Yeah. Uh, and met less, and because they want to get that length out of Whitlock, and he showed the other day that he can provide that too. So it's not a, not a really stretch, but God, I think it's. I want to see more Whitlock, yeah. and he's yeah. and it's just so wild that such yeah, a yeah. high payroll team has such a yeah. obvious blatant Achilles heel. And Whitlock had a four inning saver this week, right? That was pretty impressive too. I think it was a four inning win. Oh, I thought he had save it. Was it a win? Okay, it's a piggyback off a of Rich Hill, and yeah. I think he got the win on that. There you go. Either way, Forning kind of shut down the game, pitched yeah, really well there. Yeah, the Tigers. Just and it, it awesome. it's tough. Like you just you kind of get frustrated talking about these closers, but then you look up and you know it pays off. I mean, you have, if, you, if you picked up Daniel Bard, that's four saves he's had in the last yeah. uh, ten days. And it even bad teams. The Rockies are six and three. Bad teams have stretches where they win. You know, seven out of ten games. It happens in baseball. Yep. Um, you know, getting these three, four safe stretches are going to be really big in a, in a season where, you know, you may have that anchor, but you're going to need to build, you know, you're going to find those, you know, 30 to whatever saves around that anchor. And, um, you know, getting four in, a, in 10 days from someone like Daniel Bard, is just massive. Bard and David Robertson, that whole series, yep. uh, there's yep. seven combined saves. Although Givens got the save on Friday. So yep. Robertson did today, right? Yeah. Robertson yeah. did on Sunday. And I, I think Robertson's still the main guy, but it was interesting that Gibbons got that opportunity, uh, the first opportunity, because it wasn't like Robertson's been heavily used. 
Yeah. I think he's pitched in four games this year, and the last one was on Tuesday, and then he wait, then he pitches again on Sunday. Man, I don't know if they're treating him with kid gloves, or maybe it's like Gibbons pitched for the Rockies last year, so they want to give him a chance against the Rockies, Could or be, yeah. maybe it's a swing playing thing. Maybe uh, maybe the Cubs are way more analytical than I'm giving him credit. In fact, I know they're way more analytical than I'm giving him credit. I, I know that maybe it is just that. Yeah, they. I, it's just one of those things you have to follow. Uh, you know, Ryan Roof is doing a closer uh, column on on the on the site at RotoWire that's really good. And you know, wherever you may be, wherever you want to get your closer stuff, it's one of those things you got to follow really close. You got to follow usage closely. Yep. It can be difficult at times to kind of stick on top of it, but you know, grabbing that guy, uh, you know, before that two or three safe week uh, is going to be really big this year. It is. It it really is. Uh, we don't know the Rangers yet. No, Spencer Patton looked pretty good in his last outing, but. In the what fifth inning though? Oh, probably today. Was, yeah, it was today. I think uh, the uh, one I was thinking of, I think, was Friday night. He had, I think, he had three strikeouts. But um, I, we have no clue who's closing the next game there. That's yeah. a, that's a wide, wide open one. Yeah, but I'm, I'm. It's looking at today's box score. He came in the fifth inning, pitched. I mean, a, just, yeah, yeah and, a, and a game they were behind. By the yeah, way, I mean that's just that's. That's the usage that makes me think he's nowhere close either, right? Right. And he they, he got sent down, remember, too, at one yeah. point. So we yeah. drafted and now since have dropped. Uh, so here's your heads up, though. The same league where we dropped Norris, we dropped Patton this week. So so expect two saves this go week. Go get him, Tigers. Yeah. Go get him. Uh, speaking of injuries, let's kind of fire through some of those. We got a lot of a uh, lot of big name injuries this week. We we kind of joked last week about how there weren't a lot of big injuries yet, but uh, they certainly came this week. Um, on the positive side, a couple of guys here. Um, Ronald Acuna starting a rehab assignment on Tuesday. So if you added him, um, you know, if you drafted him and you, you were taking the shot, that he's gonna come back early. That's a pretty good sign that he's uh, he's uh, kind of ramping it up a little bit there. Uh, Byron Buxton was the big injury on Friday. He slid in the yeah. second, like slammed his hand on the ground, I'm like, oh, here we go. This is something serious. You rarely, rarely see a reaction like that in something, nothing serious. But um, it sounds like there's uh, they have not put him on the IL. It sounds like they're avoiding the IL with him. Um, it seems like he's probably okay. Uh, how do you feel about Buxton? I hope he's okay. I do too because he's yeah. so damn good. I think it's going to be really frustrating this week to make a decision. Uh, he's not going to play. Remember, they play the Patriots Day game. Uh, oh. You know, so it's eight a.m. Best Coast time, eleven a.m. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, by the way, personal hate of that that game because, especially it's, in some leagues where it locks the entire roster, score sheet leagues right. it does that. I've got a Yahoo league like that that I've I've appealed to my commissioner every year, make it so it's just the team that team that starts that you have to lock. But no, we have to lock, set up our whole roster. Uh, right. It's so super frustrating. Yeah, that that's rough. Yeah, there that's a good note. There is an eight a.m. Yes, I'm not I'm not lying about that. Eight a.m. Pacific game tomorrow with the with the Twins and the and the Red Sox. Um, so getting the worst stuff, uh, we mentioned Ryan Presley, uh, IL with right knee inflammation. It sounds fair, fairly minor. Um, obviously as someone who has him in the main event, I hope, uh, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic there, but you want to see him back on the mound before you get too, uh, too excited about the diagnosis there. Um, Javi Baez went on the 10 day L with a thumb injury. Um, I hate thumb injuries for hitters. So I, it's, it's a tough one there. It is, it is. And he was day to day for a while. And then they finally put him on the, uh, IL and, a little late on Friday, if I recall. Maybe it's just because I, I got offline for a while. But anyhow, like that had to make that decision. Could have made the wrong one there. Yeah, similar to uh, Ryan Presley. Sonny Gray won in the aisle, but it sounds pretty minor. He was a, a super minor hamstring strain. But, you know, with a pitcher, I think they're playing yeah, it I safe. And that. I don't believe it either. Like I, they say it's going to be one start. Um, yeah, I'll figure it out next Sunday if I can use him next week. But I'm uh, 
I'm not expecting him to be only 10 days, but hopefully it's uh, you know, it seems pretty minor, but uh, hopefully uh, we're good there. Uh, I want to ask you about Hyunjin Ryu. Uh, he went on the aisle with, uh, with left forearm inflammation. Uh, pretty much the worst thing you want to hear about pitchers is, is forearm, anything. It always ends up being bad. Uh, do you keep Hyunjin Ryu with the struggles and the injury, or is he a drop for you? Uh, I guess I'll answer the, answer the question for a 12 or 15 teamer. I think he's a cut in a 12 and a 15 teamer. It depends on what I need. But uh, I, I posted this question on Twitter about means and Shane Boz, both put in the 60 yeah. day IL this week. I think I cut both of those. I cut, I did cut both of those. I cut, I okay. cut Boz and yogurt um, and means I don't have. Um, so I could justify that. Right. Uh, and then uh, for you is someone that I think I was either benching or cutting. I think most of my reuse shares are in uh, draft and hold. So, which is just a sea of red on one of, and one of my pitching staffs in there. It's, it's, there, it's, it's, it's really ugly already. Yeah. And I, we're in uh, April. I know. <laughs> 10 days in. It's, it's crazy. Uh, speaking of red on my team, Jordan Alvarez uh, sounds like he's expected to return money. Sounds like he was really sick, but not COVID. Um, but they expect him to return money. He was at the ballpark today, feeling a little better. Um, I have Teoscar Hernandez in that league also. So mm. I, I, need I saw your Alvarez. tweet on that. Yeah. Oh, that was, I was so excited about my two, three turn, two fun guys to, to pair with Trey Turner and boy, has it not worked well, but um, sounds like Alvarez is going to be back on Monday. Obviously I'm going to check that, uh, check that uh, lineup tomorrow, but it, it seems like we got some good news there at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. Home opener for the Astros off to a slow start. Seattle kind of did a number on them this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Except for Verlander, uh, Verlander Oof. took care of business. But, yeah, the Astros uh, are Astros are five and four. But they have thirty-one runs scored in nine games. You would not expect them to uh, be a slow starting offense, but uh, they definitely are so far. Yeah, they are. Uh, but yeah, getting Alvarez back would tend yeah. to help matters as far as they go. Kyle Tucker, take a look at his numbers. Really awful start to the season there. He had that two homer game early against Anaheim, where they scored a hundred runs in that game. It feels like that's the only game they really broke out in. Um, but you're right. Tucker's at 129 with only those two. That's only the, those are the only two runs scored he has all year, too. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's pretty ugly so far. Uh, you know, oh, geez. his his Babbitt was 087. I think that's I think that'll turn around a little bit. But wow, that's an ugly number. It is. It's a it's a pretty ugly number. And all throughout, though, Altuve is 156. Yeah. Uh, Guriel's hitting 167. Jason Castro is still waiting for his first hit. They played Ledmus Diaz today over uh, Jeremy Pena. Uh, they they need to get home. Bregman's hitting two thirty three. Nobody's you know nobody's really doing anything. And you know no no Jordan in the lineup that tends to hurt yep. matters too. Uh, right. So that that that's problematic for them. Um, but they'll Jeremy, be all right. Jeremy Pena has been really good. Yeah, he has. He's it's been the, the one guy that has been big for them. So yeah, makes sense to give him a day then, right? Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's funny. You mentioned that, like there were a bunch of box scores that I looked at and I scrolled down. There's so many guys hitting under 200. Um, I think we like the first couple of days we're like, Oh, pitching, uh, pitching's behind hitting. I tell you what, pitching has been way ahead of hitting so far. There are a lot of people really, really struggling. Yeah. Uh, there, there are, uh, there's just been a couple of random big breakout games. Uh, yeah. besides that, yeah, there's a lot of strugglers right now. I mean, you look at like Kyle Schwarber's under a hundred, uh, Miguel Sano, not surprised, but under a hundred, he got his first hit finally at a home run, but there, there's a lot of like Brendan Rogers hitting one eleven. We're talking about some of the rookies later, Jared Kelnick's at one twenty. Like those are really rough starts. Yeah. Uh, Kelnick, I thought maybe a Thursday game against the white Sox was the beginning of something good and new yeah. and yeah, maybe not so much. I'll, you know what? Kelnick went two for four today though. 
Um, there you go. So he, he went up from the 120. I'm looking at uh, what the leaders are there. He's at, uh, I guess, no, he's at 172 now. Julio, on the other hand, is Ooh, we're gonna uh, get we're gonna get there. That's an interesting, actually, one that uh, I think is uh, batting is, ninth now and striking out over half his at bats too. Yeah, that's, what is it with Seattle prospects in their their first taste there? Huh? I don't know. It's uh, it's 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 brutal. But uh, speaking in the a- in AL West, Mike Trout got hit by a pitch today. His hand X rays were negative. Um, sounds unlikely to play Monday, but it sounds like they avoided a, a bad one here. Although. You know, we have, we always worry about the <laughs> X-ray and then the MRI. Like I'm not free and I'm not in the clear until I see him on, in a game. Um, right. At least, the, at least the first report was good. Since when have we had an uh, initially optimistic uh, report on Trout right. that's turned really bad? Yeah. So oh, since last year, he's never uh, missed a ton of time with a injury. Supposed to be like a week. No, uh, it's it's always seen. You know, it's always been a bad worst case scenario with him. Um, and the problem is again. You got to make that decision on Monday. You know he's yeah. not going to play Monday. In the FBC, I guess it's probably a little easier. You just bench him the first four days, I guess. But yeah, because they don't they don't play Thursday, so that's essentially a two game week, and it's against yep. Houston. So it gets Framber and Odorizzi. Like you hate to miss those, but I think I probably set him the thought that you know two games is an absolute best case scenario. Yep. Then he gets to go home against Baltimore, um, and oh, they you, have a you sure they, you sure want that series then. Baltimore is pitching right now, Scott. I know. Bruce Zimmerman was really good today against the Yankees. It was funny because Nestor Cortez was unreal, and he had 12 strikeouts of five minutes. I looked up, and it was 0-0, and I was like, who the heck is pitching Baltimore? It was Bruce Zimmerman. Yep, and the Yankees remained at zero the rest of the game. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's they're doing it without John Means, too. Is the amazing thing, too. I uh, still, uh, I still want, uh, I still want. Oh them. heck yeah! I still want. Yeah, I'm not going to buy it yet. But it was, uh, it, it's been. Uh, they've, they've had a good little stretch of pitching there. But do you think the newly reconstructed Camden is now very, much more pitcher friendly? Is that? I do. Is that I mean, a thing? When I looked, I mean, I haven't looked at this. I haven't looked to see it. I broke down yet. And, you know, there's a lot of the balls been hit right there. But when mm-hmm. I saw the, when I saw the dimensions and I saw the pictures of it, like it's a, it's a, it's a noticeable difference. It's a big thing. Like not only did the wall yeah. go up, but it went out and it's, it's big. And there were, I mean, you can, we watch enough games. And like there were so many balls hitting the first like five rows at Camden and left field, like just yanked like line drives. They're like that's not out in most parks. And there's a home run there. I think it, it has to make a difference. It does. It does. I want to, we'll see what happens when it warms up. Yeah, and- for sure. I mean, the Yankees, they haven't really gotten completely on track yet offensively. So no. that'll be, yeah, that'll be interesting guess, to see what that I guess April, April's a tough month to hit, and I, I do get that. But there seems like it's a lot of, lot of struggles. Um, sure. Blake Snell is having a side session on Tuesday. So it sounds like he's kind of making a little bit of progress. We talked about Mackenzie Gore earlier, so that obviously affects that. Um, Will Myers also in San Diego missed the last three games with a thumb injury. They said he was available off the bench on Sunday. Kind of gave me a little bit of optimism there. Maybe he's not going to go on the IL, but um, you know that's someone that if you're counting on him next week, I, I'd certainly have a backup just in place, uh, just in case Myers doesn't play the, the first game of the week, which is um, for San Diego on Monday against uh, against your Reds. Yeah. Um... Go go Reds! Uh, can't even. Yeah. I take it. Too I, much enthusiasm. I, I know. I know you did go to one of the Reds games in LA this week. I take it you're not making the trek to Petco this week. For our Padres, I probably should. I but should. for uh, our Sean Mania pitching on Monday too. Yeah, uh, that has that still hurt. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish good things for him, but yeah, seeing him pitch really well, uh, it, it stings a little bit. Yeah, it does. It does. But uh, 
Padres got on track this weekend against the Braves. Uh, although Kenley got the save, what was it, yesterday? Oh, did you see the ump show thing what? with Kenley? So they gave him three more pitches, and then they, they wouldn't let him throw anymore because he was taking too much time or something? What exactly happened there? I, I didn't see exactly, but that, that was the I just saw the ump, like, standing in his way, though. Like, would not let him throw a pitch. And I was like, Kenley, just let it go, man. He'll get out of the way. God, just yeah, stop it's... making yourself part of the game. Just uh, stop. They, they just can't. Um, lastly, your Reds, uh, Jonathan India sat three in a row with a right hammy. Is he going to go on the aisle? Do you think he's all right? What, what's your kind of feel? They about? said the, the, the initial take was that, no, he, he, it wasn't that bad. And he may even play this weekend. Well, didn't play this weekend. So, uh, again, late game on Monday night, you're going to have to make that decision probably earlier than you'd want to, uh, with him. But yeah. The thing is, too, it's like he gets to face Manaya and Gore. It's two lefties uh, yep. that you'd like to be. Not that they're easy lefties to face, but they are lefties. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I would probably bench him this week unless I, I got some, like, overwhelmingly positive update from him, and I don't yeah. see that coming. It's kind of felt. Someone asked in the chat, uh, Luke Voigt or Matt Beatty, I would take Luke Voigt still. Yeah, Voigt didn't play tonight, so that was that was weird. Yeah, um, I still, uh, I still think you're gonna get, uh, you're gonna get a, a bunch of pop out of there as it warms up, and we kind of get get going here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Want to talk about a few more, a uh, few more things here at the end here. It's just some hot stars and cold stars. See if you kind of are, you know, feel that anybody's uh, values change. But first, a note from our sponsor at Vivid Seats. Baseball is back. That's right, an entire glorious season, all 162 games, and with live events resuming, you can actually be there to catch all the action in person with Vivid Seats. Every backdoor slider, every round tripper, every doubleheader can be experienced live. And with Vivid Seats Rewards, you can start earning free tickets for your, from your very first purchase. Just buy, collect stamps, and redeem. It's that easy. From behind the dugout to upper level, Vivid Seats has you covered for all the games that matter to you. Pro tip, buy tickets for your whole group. Split the bill and make progress towards your free ticket, eat tickets even faster. Just visit, visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, let life happens live. And I did use Vivid Seats to get Dodger tickets this weekend. There, oh. Dodger Reds tickets. So personal that. endorsement there. Look at that synergy right there. That was yeah. well done. Beautiful. Where were you? Were you in the reserve or the loge? I was in the reserve. I was pretty I couldn't high tell, up. I couldn't tell from behind you, like what was going on behind you. Were you like the top kind of top of the reserve? I was like, yeah, road okay. GG. I mean, I All was right. up there. Yeah, I, I posted it also. I could see the parking lot pretty well from there. Let's just put it that way. How uh, dude, was that really the traffic in the third inning coming in? Yes. And it oh. lasted till the fifth inning. Oh. It, LA Saturday night Dodgers. LA Dodger fans get a lot of worst. Yeah, LA fans get a lot of heat, but man, there are times where it's impossible to get into that building. Yeah, I so put it this way. We we were 20 minutes away from the stadium and we left about two hours beforehand. Right. And we got there in the second inning. Did you really? It was, was that just Dodger stadium yeah. traffic or was that two ten traffic? No, it was, what happened? Dodger, it was all around Dodger stadium and they just, Oh my God. It's so That's, poorly managed. And we tried a different route. Usual. Google yeah. maps tried to take us in off of sunset and oh, yeah. all, you know, which was actually, it worked getting out of there. Yeah, because there's a quicker egress yeah. out. Sunset's pretty good for getting out, but it's uh, yeah, that's that's brutal though. Oh, like, it was so bad, Scott. And I, we're doing I mean, a left hand turn to Vince Scully Drive. Don't ever do a left hand turn into Vince yeah. Scully Drive. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Oh, that's uh, that's that's rough. That that just, it just takes so much fun out of it though. Like if you got to leave two hours early and you get in a second inning, like that just that sucks. Yeah, it was horrible. And I felt like such such a rookie, but it's like. 
I mean, I'm with my family too. It's not like uh, you're not going to leave four hours early to get there yeah, and then... go watch batting practice. No, yeah. they don't want to watch batting practice. Because the problem is, you leave four hours early, you get there three hours early. There's no like really like perfect uh, time to leave. It just it, it doesn't work there. It's, it can be tough. Yeah. So I assume, I assume it was a packed house at least. Uh, yeah, it was fifty-one thousand people there. So yeah. that's a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, it wasn't complete sellout, but it yeah. was it was pretty pretty full. Uh, and the thing is, it was a quick game. It was 0-0 going into the, uh, I think, sixth inning. That was uh, Urias on the other side, right? Yeah, it was okay. Urias and Hunter Green. Urias yeah. got yanked five after five at like 63 pitches. Oh. He's throwing 92-93, which is lower than last uh, year, but better than last, his first start. So That seems like a low amount of pitches, though. I guess they're still ramping him it up. It was though. very weird. I he, It was I, not like was, he had... I was about to say they pitch hit for him, and I realized that question doesn't work anymore. No, it doesn't. But yeah. it, it's it's not like he was laboring at any point. Right. Um, I don't. I think maybe he had a walk, and he had one hit allowed, and it, the the hit was in the fifth. Uh, it wasn't like uh, he gave up a rocket on that hit either. It right. was it was it was an in, interesting decision, but yeah, ultimately justified because yeah. the Reds can't hit out of a paper bag. Their way Dave, out of a paper uh, bag. Dave Roberts seems to find himself in the middle of interesting decisions sometimes. Yeah. Hey, you didn't get a chance to weigh in. Yep. Do you want to weigh in on the Kershaw decision? I would have uh, taken him out 100%. Same here. Okay. Same. I actually didn't know what your answer was before I said that. I just I, the the way he finished last season, the way he didn't pick up a ball for four months, his words like he didn't pick up a ball at all. First start, 80 pitches. I yeah. if it had been 80 pitches through eight, I'd probably let him take a chance in the ninth. But he was there was no way he was throwing two more innings. So why bother with throwing the one more? Right. He hadn't pitched 80 pitches since June. Yeah. Missed because of an arm injury, yeah. shortened spring training, cold weather. Velocity was down in his last inning at work against the Twins in that game. Gave he's, up a rocket on the last out. He's not 23. Like, it's just, uh, I just, I thought he made the right decision. I know people freaked out on Twitter. But I can't I thought, believe people freaked out that much. I couldn't. Even, and are still freaking out. I Considering who it was, the situation and everything, I thought it, I didn't even think it was that drastic of a bad call. Like, I, I didn't think it was like that crazy a call. I just, I don't know. I know I would not have freaked out if he left him in because Normie. it's Kershaw in history and all that. Right. But I, I didn't think it was worth a freak out. No, I, just I didn't. Did. I didn't think either. I just, uh, it, it seemed very odd. It was, and then you get the like, oh, we'll see what happens with analytics. I'm like, it has nothing to do with analytics. It was, no, it was 100%, common sense. It was 100% on his, his health and his injury status and moving forward. It was not, there's no analytics decision that says you have to take somebody out. It's just, it, people love to, it fall wasn't, back on yeah, that. it wasn't even yeah. a pitch count thing. That's no, thing that's crazy. and it wasn't a third time through the order thing. It was none of those like analytics things people freak out about. It was just the fact that he's been hurt. He's hasn't been healthy. It was his first game. Like I just, I didn't think it was that big a deal. And obviously everything is a big deal on Twitter and in the media, but yep. what do you do? Um, so I want to talk about a few um, pitchers and a few hitters that are either started off hot or cold. Um, first two are Justin Verlander and Verlander and Carlos Rodon, who both look fantastic. Um, it's been vintage Verlander through two starts, 0.69 on the ERA and the whip. Always good when you get to both of those under one 15 strikeouts, three walks, throwing 95, um, I think that if we were to draft today, Verlander, he would move even higher than he even did, but he looks great so far. He has. He has. And Liss was all over this at draft, early in drafts. He's like, if the Astros, who were the only team that got to see him, right. basically, were willing to plunk down the amount of money that they did, granted, for a one-year deal, plus I think there's an option for next. Yeah. But, uh, hey, that that's a. I don't want to appeal to authority all the time, but this seems like a pretty good time to appeal to authority. And he, he he's been – he nailed that one. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the team dynamic because I think we had a lot of that with Carlos Rodon. Like 
The Giants are really smart. Yeah, Farhan, Farhan is really smart, but they, you know, it's like they, he wasn't. He the White Sox didn't get the qualifying offer. Like that's the team that you know you think would know, but um, you got to think the Giants felt pretty good about his medical. Um, he's throwing like ninety nine right now. Like I saw, he yeah, I saw him touch ninety eight, ninety nine a couple of pitches. I watched the game because we happened to be here in the Bay Area, and it was it was on, and you know, everybody in my family is watching the game, and, and he's got twenty one strikeouts through twelve innings. Uh, his ERA, his WHIP's under one, uh, but like you just look eye test wise, and this dude looks like one of the best pitchers in baseball so far. He just looks nasty. Yeah, and and, and I want. I, I was, I'm not second guessing. I first guessed at, even at the time when they didn't offer the qualifying, the White Sox didn't right. offer the qualifying offer for Don. Blows my mind. I mean, what's the worst case scenario? He accepts and you get stuck on a one year deal, right. which, which there's, it's almost impossible to have a bad one year deal. Uh, unless he's, and, unless they fully thought that shoulder was just jacked up and not, and it's the only thing I think of is they didn't trust the medical even a little bit to, to, to turn down the qualifying offer. Right. And a that's team that's right. trying to win and spend money too. Yeah, uh, and and by the way, you know, I know they couldn't have foreseen the the injuries to Lynn and Giolito, but right. they have Vince Velasquez throwing games for them right now. They have Johnny Cueto I, about to throw games for them. I have no idea how they haven't made an offer for for Frankie Montas that's been accepted. Like I just don't get it. I know there was like some rumors about Andrew Vaughn and them not wanting to include him, but like I don't know if they if they want to win, you add Montas right there, they'd be really tough, and they they need a pitcher badly. Going back, Montas going back home. Yeah, that's right. Um, and he he looked he he kind of struggled his first start, but looked much better the second start. But uh, I'm hoping he sticks in the while, Oakland for a while. But uh, you know, I have to think they're going to move him at some point too. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of teased a little bit. Let's talk about the rookies. Like we had a, a lot of hype coming in. Like teams are finally starting these guys up. We've got Bobby Witt, Julio Rodriguez, and uh, and Josh Lowe in in Tampa. Uh, Witt hitting 156 with no home runs. J Rod's at 107 with no home runs. Low yeah. is at 125 with no home runs. I get it's early, but um, you look at the strikeout rates. Wits at 33%. Uh, Lowe's at 38%. J Rod's at 51.5%. He's got a 19.7% swinging strike rate. Like that is absurdly high. That's like Javi Baez high, but without the hard contact. Like it's just, oh, by the way, in all three of those guys, we've got zero barrels total. So it's not like they're hitting rockets into outs right now. Um, what do you think teams do? How long are we patient here? How long are you patient your fantasy lineup? I know these are three studs. They're going to hit at some point, but uh, how do you kind of treat these fantasy wise uh, going forward, at least for this week that we're talking week three? It's a really tough call it is. and it's a tough call for the teams. James Anderson was one thing he is all over this year was that triple a pitching was uh, by a large measure down last year. And some, he, he wanted to discount the performance of a lot of these stud prospect hitters in triple a last year. And yeah. to that end was not, you know, he didn't go after too many of the prospects. However, he did go get Julio Rodriguez at, at the 13th round before that, you know, in the in between the two main weekends right. for the main event, before the Julio price went just silly numbers. Yeah, before the fifth, sixth round Julio that we saw in a lot of drafts. I think we saw him one third round or two. Like, I think yeah. we had to pick 42. But Do you, uh, do you yeah. think they, like, I mean, how much does it have to happen for them to send Julio back down? You know, Alex Rodriguez got sent down in yes. his rookie year um, yeah. multiple times, if I'm not mistaken. It happens. You can still have a great career. Sometimes you just need to get your confidence back up. It's not the end of the world. And they um, were they sent Kelnick back down last year, right? So they've been like yeah. willing to do it with guys who struggle. But like how how long is it? I mean, we're 10 days. So it's it's a bit absurd to like break down all the stats. But, you know, at some point he's hitting a buck of seven and striking out half the time. Like you just wonder, you wonder how long the leash is to playing every day until they're like, you know what, maybe you need a couple of weeks to kind of just get your mind right and figure this out and come right back. 
Yeah, I mean, I could see it when I think when they have a viable alternative, when Kyle Lewis is all the way back, I think yeah. that's a natural point to make that decision. I think it puts them at puts them on, on notice, at least that they have to start thinking about it. Uh, you know, he's he's not the only one struggling. Jesse Winker doesn't have an extra base hit yet this season. Wow. Uh, he, he's hitting 152. He's slugging 152. He's drawn a <laughs> bunch of walks. Right. Suarez is hitting 182, but he, at least he's in for power. Uh, you know, Kellnick, we've talked about his struggles. Abraham Toro is hitting 087 right now. You know, it's Seattle's a struggle. I, I really think there's a universal struggle thing going on here, too. With it a lot seems of that it, it really seems that way. I mean, you like we said, when you flip the box scores, there are a ton of guys hitting the, like the low ones, too. And I think weather has a part of that, too. Yeah, you know, not only was it a shortened spring training, but it. You know, they were getting it in ideal weather conditions for the most part. We had some windy days, but, you know, they weren't playing in cold. They weren't playing, you know, they weren't doing, they weren't, you know, going through the throes of travel and it's just different. Jeff, you know who got a hit today though? Scott, tell me. Victor Robles now is on the board uh, hitting. He's now, uh, he's now at 048. You said that with a little too much glee. Dude cannot hit. I'm sorry. He cannot hit. I know. I know I that he's fast. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not his patron. So he's fast. He can play. I just, la- I just, I laughed because I looked up and I was looking at the guys hitting Carson Kelly doesn't have a hit yet, by the way. Your cleanup hitting DH today. Yeah. Did he get one today? Oh, he got one today. So he's now at 045. Sorry. He's uh, he's now one for 20. I mean, they're amazing that we always get one or two guys like that. They're an amazing number of guys that were like, had no hits coming into today. I think Austin Hedges is over, over the season too. But Carson Kelly, so check this out. And I, I kind of like Carson Kelly, but, and I, I think he's fine. I think he'll be fine. But Arizona knew what he was off to this year, gave him a day at DH. Instead of just giving him a day off, they had him bat, D, uh, bat as the DH and batted him third in the lineup. How surreal is that? It's amazing. Like, but Dalton Varsho's not hitting. No, nope. uh, he's, he's at 185. Uh, Paven Smith's not hitting. Christian Walker's not hitting. Ugh, this is such a bad lineup. Oh, well, keep in mind. I mean, they were over against starting pitchers for the first two games of the season against uh, you Darvish and then uh, Manaya. So this is not a total shocker that they struggle. Um, Eddie Rosario plays the outfield. He, you know, position where you don't usually get a lot of errors. He has three times more errors than hits already. That's not good. Is it six, two or three, one, uh, three, one. Okay. He's, he's six errors would be really bad. <laughs> He's he's one for thirty three, Jeff. Like what what are we doing here? He's got no extra base hits, no uh, no RBIs, and two runs scored. Yeah, like, not so a, easy, Eddie. That's a, that's a brutal stretch. Like even if he's gonna have to get hot to get that back for a while. Like it's gonna that's gonna be a bad average for a while. Yeah. Well, and again, yeah, and Alex Dickerson's hitting 050, so that kind of that's your pivot right, right now, and so that that doesn't help. Dansby Swanson. Uh, I got a lot of Dansby Swanson, and he's not hitting right now yeah. either. It's, it's funny. We, we talk about the rookies that are struggling. C.J. Abrams hitting is in under 100. It's tough. I it's think tough that, out there. And I think that's a that's – a, oh, he's actually at 115 now. Uh, he had a, he had a hit today. But it's bad when you go one for four and your average goes up by like 40 points. But um, I think that's one that they could they could flip down and send him down pretty quick too. I don't think, I don't think the leash is very long there, to be honest. I, I agree. I agree. Um, you, see, you see Fernando, he's fallen his wrist in the in, in warm-ups playing soccer today. Jesus, no. <laughs> he I was just joking joking around playing like two and two soccer in the outfield at Petco and tried to like step over the ball and stepped on it and fell right in his hand. 
Oh no. I hope he's and, all right. Yeah. He, he seemed fine. He was laughing about it, but like, can we get the guy in bubble wrap? Like the, the poor guy can't catch a break. Yeah. Um, we've, uh, we've gone a little bit long here, but a couple guys I want to ask you before we get out of here. Um, Sia Suzuki, we talked about uh preseason, like, you know, it's hard to know exactly what you're going to get, but the numbers uh, coming over were really good. He was a clear and elite hitter in his league um, has been an elite hitter so far. We're talking about guys struggling. Um, Suzuki is not one of those. He's at 400, four home runs, 11 RBIs, uh, 25% barrel rate, 44% hard hit rate. I get we're early, but you know, hitting the ball hard consistently. Swing strike rates uh, under 5%, Jeff. Pretty impressive. I did not uh, not see that coming. He just right just doesn't chase bad pitches. He doesn't. It's wild. You look at it, he just really doesn't. Um, so good. He's looking like a guy that if you got him in the 10th, 11th round is uh, is really prime, prime property right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, nine walks, nine Ks going into Sunday's game. Yeah. God, you love seeing that. You know, slugging 960. Slugging. Uh, not not OPS, but slugging is 960. Damn. Yeah, that's fun. Team fun. Well, and the funny thing is he got a day off, too. Uh, you know, it's like, why? Stop. Don't do that. Let yeah. him play every day. He didn't play. He didn't start Friday. He did draw a walk and got an, made an out. So and that was, was that was street stuff. But. Not only that, but that was in cores, too. Yeah, I know. Why would you do so that like, to me? Do not give me a, a, a day off in yeah. cores, but um, yeah, he's been he's been fun. Uh, you mentioned cores, CJ Crones uh, at five home runs already, and he's kind of one of those guys that like he seems to always start a little bit slow and then get hot. If he starts hot, like it could be a huge home run season for him. Um, so going well there. So I know we talk about a lot of negativity, but uh, there are, there's been a lot of guys struggling. But there's a lot. There are some guys hitting. You know, Miles Straw has four stolen bases already, but no home runs, one RBI, kind of doing what we expect him to do. But uh, there are some there are some good stories there. Last guy I want to ask you about. Um, Carlos Carrasco in, in, in New York pitching uh, two starts, uh, ERA and whip under one. Um, Velocity's down a little bit, but uh, still throwing 93, uh, 13 strikeouts, two walks. Um, do you feel a little better about him being back uh, than you would maybe uh, maybe a, a week or two ago? Sure, sure. That's a good story. It's a feel-good story. You know, it with is. Carrasco, I mean, it's just he was hurt all season last year. Even when he was pitching, it was like he was yeah. coming back. And it's that's funny. the thing you got like. I looked at him and I liked the price. I just kind of threw out last year. I think that like he was so late yep. that like there's nothing if he's bad again, but I think that you just kind of throw out. I mean, that was just a year where he was never, like you said, he was never fully right. Yeah. Uh, and so if you took the chance on him, kudos, you, you've gotten some value out of that so far. Before we jump out of here, you got a question in the chat for you. Uh, will Buxton play any games this week or should I sit him? I think you said him. Um, I know we know he's not going to play and remember they play, 8 a.m. Best Coast time tomorrow, 11 a.m. East Coast. Yeah. You know he's not going to play that. They said he's going to make the trip to Kansas City. You could miss out on five or five games or so, but you could also not get any games from him yeah. this week anyhow. My conservative nature is that I, I would sit him, but I also don't have him, so – that's your decision to make, not mine. I, I think I would too. If I'm in a weekly league where you got to decide the whole week tomorrow morning, um, a I would uh, I'd love to argue my league that we should do uh, bi-weekly moves because I love that I love that rule. But um, I'd sit them in the first half of the week for an FBC for sure, and then a weekly league. Um, it's a tougher call. It's a tougher call. I think I probably with the 8 a.m. start, I probably got to do it unless I'm in a deep league where my 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 option is really really bad. If I'm gonna mm-hmm. if I'm gonna 12 team, I think I'm sitting this week and, and figuring that I have a sixth outfielder that can kind of fill the fill the fill the void pretty well. Right. Well, the mealy mouth response is it depends on your alternatives, right? Of course. Um. So it depends on your alternatives. Uh, yeah. If you're if it you're does. in a if you're in a 10 teamer, you can probably find someone you can slide in pretty easily. Right. If you're in a 15 teamer, it's going to be borderline. If you're in an ale only, you roll the you roll the bones. Yeah. Jeff, I got to ask your main events team still doing pretty well. Um, 
I know you guys, I, I know you guys had a really hot start. Obviously, it doesn't mean much after ten days, but better than having yeah. a bad start. True. True. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's fine. Uh, the Hector Norris for fiasco aside, uh, that, that, the the fact that we don't have any saves on that team and may not for a while and we'll see it hopefully between the two Royals guys, is it it actually zero Barlow had one or two, right? I don't think he had a save yet. I think he just he had, had one early for some. He had the win on opening day. Oh, that's right. It was the win on opening day. That's right. The two inning win, which, well, that's nice, but yeah. I kind of need the saves too. Uh, you know, in fact, it's not, you know, I, yeah. I mean, yes, getting a win is beats getting a hold, which counts you exactly zero. So are you, are you throwing both guys this week? Probably. We lost Sonny Gray in Ryu in that league. Oh yeah. Um, Gonsolin goes very, went very short. Um, I could bench him very easily. Uh, it was good for it was a good four innings though. Maybe he ramps up. A it was bit. he ran up the pitch count pretty high. Yeah, he it, did. It, it's what he it, does though. We we always talk about it. He goes so short, but it's always like four innings, seventy eight pitches. And you're like, well, it's kind of your fault then. Yeah. Oh well. And the you know, Charlie Steiner is even like you look at the the box score. Four innings didn't give up that many hits. Or, you know, but you watch the game and you can see he was laboring. Yeah. And you hate hate hearing that. So yeah, it looks like we'll have room at the end to put to uh, play both the uh, yeah. relievers i for now yeah i mean i can't this is not a viable solution to run both of them out there every week but right. I, i'm hoping that at some point it evolves to like right. it did the second half like the last two months of the season where barlow was clearly the guy yeah. you hope I, someone come and kind of separates themselves or maybe there's a, a tweak where someone's out for a week and the other guy takes over and you just kind of hope it, it kind of works itself out and oftentimes does yeah, I mean, it just—that's what happened in Toronto. Jordan Romano has six saves, so yeah. uh, you know, and like, they have—they have six wins. It's kind of—it's fun when it, fun it works out like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to thank everybody from the chat. We had a lot of a uh, lot of people asking questions, a lot of people saying thanks, and they're enjoying the show and enjoying the live stream. So I really appreciate that. I always love to see uh, anybody that jumps on this late hour. I know it's late that we jump on Sunday nights. But we got to do it, you know, after Fab and schedule and all that kind of stuff. So I appreciate everybody jumping in there. Um, Jeff, anything else you want to share before we get out of here? Uh, just the last question is asked about Will Crow. He got like a three inning save. It wasn't a traditional save. He is pitching well. Um, I'll give him credit for that. Uh, 0.72 ERA. He's doing multi inning things, and that's good for him. But it's tough to invest in that. Fine, uh, fantasy wise. I Bednar is uh, the guy. I still want if I want someone, it's Bednar, and I think he has. And I got rid of save. my yeah. He had a save on Saturday, and they seem to be kind of moving a little more towards him than Stratton. But uh, if I'm getting some of that bullpen, it, I, it, Bednar's the only guy I want. I think save was today and Sunday, by oh, the was way, it? and it there was his first. Uh, and I am the best. I'm cutting my Stratton shares. I'm yeah. just getting rid of them. So yeah, I, I think I agree there too. So, but thanks everyone for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We always appreciate that as always. If you could please rate review the podcast again, that'd be great. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensted. Feel free to uh, ask us any questions there. We're happy to uh, talk some baseball there. Uh, other than that, hope everybody has a great week and uh, go Warriors. And hope uh, hope everybody has a good week. We'll talk to you next Sunday night. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.